don't subscribe to the old school way, nor the new school way, only the optimal way. The 80-20 Baseball Experience with Coach Bo. What's up, guys? This is Coach Bo with 80-20 Baseball, and this is episode number 27. Before I dive into the meat of the episode, I want to get to something here that I think is super important to cover, and it may in fact become the meat of the episode I have a PSA to start the show for all you great listeners. The reason that I built 80-20 Baseball was because I wanted to help make youth baseball and the baseball community in terms of coaching and player development just better overall. And I wanted to be a guide for the baseball community, not because I want to be a guide, but because I feel like I've been put in a place with 34 years of experience in the game, in the trenches, and also with my background and all the coaches and all the wisdom and all the knowledge that I've come across and been able to, to gather. I feel like it's kind of like a little bit of a calling or a big kind of calling to guide and reach back in and give to the baseball community, to the youth sports community specifically, something that can give a, a kind of a compass and a direction for all of you coaches and all of you players, especially coaches, and that's kind of the angle that I'm really coming from with 80-20 baseball is youth non-full-time coaches in the baseball community. So I say full-time would be like, you know, a high school coach who's really got a lot of time for this his program. I know high school coaches typically teach, so they don't aren't full-time in to the program. They have their classes during the day. But if you're, you know, really into your baseball program as a high school coach or you're a college coach, and again, I know some college coaches do teach, but typically they're really focused and and into their baseball program. And pro coaches, obviously you are into your program. This podcast is specifically for those parents, those coaches, those dads, those moms that have jobs that are full-time or part-time in other areas they're not super, you know, they know baseball, they've watched baseball, they understand baseball, or maybe they don't at all. But either way, they just don't have the depth or the time, most importantly, to figure out, to get all this put together, to have a great plan of attack, to have a great plan to get and be successful in the game of baseball. And that looks a lot of different ways, not just on the scoreboard, but with the fun factor, the team culture, and things like that. So at 80-20 Baseball, the mission is to give those of you that value efficiency and simplicity and optimization and optimizing, if you value optimizing things and you value efficiency and simplicity because you know that's true success and that's truly the key to getting to be successful, this is what I'm trying to do is give you a, a guide to be a guide to help dominate and be successful, whether that's dominating your team culture and, and, and creating such an awesome environment, winning more on the scoreboard or getting a player you know, onto a high school team or going up the high school ladder and having success there, getting drafted, getting a scholarship, what have you. Now, this podcast covers things that would absolutely apply to professional coaches. Absolutely. No doubt. I played professional. I played high-level college, high-level high school. I've listened to all those podcasts that that really just really are, in my opinion, we'll talk about one of the big red flags and things to be very careful with in the baseball community. We'll talk about how most of the podcasts and most everything is designed around the elite college, elite professional players who have a lot of time and have already really laid the foundations for the most part. And they really, in a sense, neglect. There are some good ones out there. Rob Tong has a really good podcast, The Youth Baseball Edge. There's he And he really dives into like the youth level. There needs to be more youth baseball, I think, focus. And we'll talk about that. It's not that the knowledge isn't there. It's that the 
it just hasn't, it's not getting fed enough. It's not getting, it's not getting the attention that I really feel like it believes because at the end of the day, you know, my website and the, the business and this podcast, it's the 80-20 baseball, the 80-20 rule. Most of you are familiar with the 80-20 rule. If you're not familiar, go read up on it. This thing will help you everywhere in life. It's essentially saying really double, triple down on the vital few things, the vital things, the few things that really, really impact and, and, and drive the needle and move the needle to help your life. And just don't get too caught up in those little things, those trivial things. And We'll talk about how the trivial things, the minute things, the little things are, are huge when you're in professional baseball, and they're huge when you're trying to get drafted at the college level or you're in an elite college program, but they're not stuff, it's not things that we should be covering or maybe at all at the youth level. So I'm going to bring clarity to a lot of the topics or every topic that, that's essential in baseball, especially in the youth and the, the baseball community that is, like I said, speaking of 80-20, comprises, I mean, 80% of baseball players are probably pre-high school, 14U and below. If you think about all, you know, as you get older, the numbers dwindle, of course, and fewer and fewer players continue along. It's probably very safe to say that 80% of all baseball players are 14U and below, yet when I turn on podcasts, and I love these podcasts, and I turn and I, and I, and I read these books or I go to these conferences... It seems to me, it's very apparent to me, that almost all of the dialogue is centered around the pros, the college, the elite high school players, those players that have figured out a lot of the, you know, the, the foundational parts. Some haven't, but, they, but the, the conversation is just super advanced, and that's not what youth baseball needs. No, that's not what youth baseball needs. Youth baseball doesn't need to talk about the 1% to 2% of things that are just those extra little cherry on top. Max Scherzer needs to talk about the cherry on top. He needs to get that 1%. He needs to talk about pressure on his grip with his fastball and his finger pressure. That's something that you know they need to talk about. I was listening to a podcast today, and it was a catching guy talking about 17 things that he works on with his catchers and I just wanted to you know I just wanted to kind of buzz through on my phone as I was listening to be like hey give me the three that are the big needle movers for youth baseball because he was going through a list of 17 things and when you're a full-time professional catcher absolutely you have time to go through all that absolutely you have time to perfect all that and you should if you're a full-time kind of college you're out there at the field seven eight hours a day and you've played and you've laid the foundation then yeah you should be getting into that but high school, low-level high school, or even kind of your average high school, and definitely your youth players and youth coaches should not be getting caught up in that. Like he, he went on to talk about like how he teaches his catchers to to go out and, and kind of what to say to pitchers when they're struggling and things like that. And like, hey, I'm not saying the catcher shouldn't go out at the youth level and talk to the pitchers, but I sure as heck wouldn't get them distracted from the main things, blocking the ball correctly, getting rid of the ball, setting up, receiving. Those are the things I would double, triple, quadruple down on. I wouldn't spend time on the other 14 or 15, 13 things. It's just a law of diminishing returns. It's just counterproductive, and it's just not a good way to go about it. Everything he said was awesome for me to listen to, but I'm not a 12U player that has to go out there and implement it all. And also, I've spent 34 years in the game. So I just think it's important that somebody speaks up on behalf of the youth baseball community and says, hey, 
all these things that are getting said out there, especially all these podcasts, are really centered around the advanced players. And they're talking about that extra 5%, that extra 3%. That's not where youth players and youth coaches should be anywhere near. No, they're just not there yet. There's no way they can be near that. And if they are, I want to sign you as an agent right now because you're probably the next coming of Mike Trout. All right. So I'm just being upfront. It's important that we focus on the foundational things, and that's what we're doing here at 8020 Baseball. We're trying to really give a guide to the baseball community. I'm trying to be that person that can cut through all the fog and all the noise and say, this is something that we got to continue to move forward with, and this is the direction I think we should go. Now, how that looks for you and your team and your players and your son, your daughter, that's going to play out a little differently for you. But what I'm trying to do is kind of be the compass, all right? Now, the compass is like on a ship. The compass is going to give you a direction. You kind of know your, it's, or for example, if you're checking out your GPS on your phone and you're trying to get 30 minutes across town, well, there's going to be three routes to get there. And you may choose a route. You're like, man, I don't really like the 405, or I don't like dealing with freeways, or I don't really like two-lane roads, or I want to make more rights than I want to make left hand turns, that is then you can pick which one kind of fits you best. Or maybe you want to make a stop and get gas on the way. So you pick route two, even though maybe it's a little slower on the GPS suggestion, you go that way. My point being this, there might be different routes to getting there for you and specifically for your in your circumstances. But what I'm trying to do is give you the destination. I'm trying to show you and highlight that destination. I'm trying to pin drop that destination for you, you youth coaches, you youth players. I get passionate about this. I'm just trying to be that person that can really kind of clear it up and give you that. I'm not trying to be, definitely not trying to be contrarian. I, default contrarians. I can't stand those kind of people. I got love for everybody, but it really frustrates me to be around people that are just default contrarians. They want to be different just to be different. I, I, got, I don't have time for that. And I'm definitely not here to go along to get along. I'm not going to be here to go along to get along. I, I don't, life's too short. We need to do is we need to move forward together and try to optimize our life. And especially like with this podcast, the baseball coaching community from a youth level. And that's what we're trying to do here. So I'm not trying to be a, a go along to get along and definitely not trying to be contrarian. What I'm trying to do is optimize it and give you the experience and use my experience to give you that destination, try to clear up the fog and say, hey, this is where you need to be. This is how to get there. And these are the steps to get there. And don't get distracted by all this noise and all this other stuff, especially for most of you that are out there working full-time jobs and just don't have the time or the 34 years or the 20 years or the 40 years or like some coaches, 50 years in the game to fall back and draw from to guide them. All right. So it's like when I, when I want to create this podcast, I didn't go and just try to kind of wing it. I went and studied people that had been in the podcast game for quite a while. And I know podcasts are not that old, but people that have done it, had done it successfully for five years. And I listened to what they said to do because they had the experience. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's a small example of what I'm trying to show to you. I'm trying to be a guiding light for you. So with that said, part one of this episode. This is something that I see in the baseball community. This is something that I think we need. It's kind of a red flag. And this can. This is a huge competitive advantage for coaches and parents out there that are listening. This is a huge competitive advantage. The baseball community is full of smart minds, inquisitive minds, full of thinkers. It's full of a lot of coaches and people that want to 
because of that, as a side effect of that, they want to add, they want to add. Now, part of that's ego also. They want to add, they want to add, and they want to add some more and then add some more on top of that. They want to add a drill. They want to add another training modality. They want to add more pieces of equipment. They want to add more technology. They want to add seven they want to add three more first and third defenses. They want to add three more bunt defenses. They want to add six more different pitches. They want to add and add and add. And what we really need, and this is a huge competitive advantage. Apple did this with the iPhone. There's companies that do this. They say, hey, we can get spread a million ways, or we can be really good with one or two or three products. And this goes across, or, or with a service. You guys that run businesses out there, you guys that run businesses out there, you know what I'm talking about. When you start trying to please everybody, you please nobody, right? You try to be, a, you're a mile wide and an inch deep. Let's be an inch wide and a mile deep. And that's what we're trying to be here. There's coaches that want to add and add and add. And like I said earlier, it's okay to want to add insofar as you are a professional or a college athlete or a high school athlete that's got a lot of time on your hands and summer break and things like that and a lot of extra time and free on the weekends and you don't have to work a side job and you got time to get to that cherry on top, that 1%, 2%, that 5% extra, yes, get there. All right, do that if you're at that level. But that's such a few, that's such a select group, all right? What I'd really like to see to benefit the game for the benefit of all great coaches, and this goes for all of you that do podcasts and that you talk at conventions and you and I've listened to most of you. I love what you're saying. I love it. I get it. I, I get it. I love it. But that's not what we need to keep doing with youth coaches and youth parents and youth players and even high school coaches and you know that that working you know in the class they got five six preps or four classes and they got finals and they got this and you know they have all this stuff that they're trying to do they got plc meetings in the morning and things like that and maybe they're doing summer school and they got their families we need to make sure that we're not adding just to add and add and add part of like i said that's an ego thing but it's also just because we're the, the community is full of such smart people smart minds full of thinkers it's full of great you know of the great coaches and people that do have things that are spot on, but being spot on with a suggestion or advice or a strategy doesn't mean that that strategy, that piece of advice is something that's really going to move the needle very much. And maybe this is not something that should even be applied or taught or transferred over that information to the youth game. So what I love to see is Great coaches and the dedicated players out there, the the pro players, you college players, especially you pro players that are talking and you pro coaches and you college coaches and you you successful high school coaches. What I'd love to see is you take all that wisdom, all that intelligence and start subtracting, start subtracting, subtract, 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 prioritize, prioritize, and then give us the real needle movers, the big needle movers, give us the 20% of things, the 10% of things that are going to move the needle, that are going to bring us 90% of our success. The 80-20 rule, what are the 20% of actions that are going to bring us the 80% of our success or our results? So I think it's important. Again, 80-20 is obviously it's not an exact number. That's why I said 90-10. Sometimes it's 95-5. Sometimes it's 70-30. But what it's saying is an 80-20 baseball is built off of this kind of concept that we need to prioritize and, and really make sure that we understand what are the things that really move the needle when it comes to building an awesome team culture. There's a hundred things you could do with your team to have a better team culture. What are the four that are going to really get you your team culture 90% of the way there? 
and let's hammer those and double down on those and triple down on those. And then, and only then, when we get that perfect, or at least near perfect, because perfection, right, isn't really attainable, but when we get near perfect, then we look to add the cherry on top. When you've won three Cy Youngs, like Max Scherzer, yeah, then you look to add the 1% to make you a little bit better, that extra 2%. So let's start to first prioritize subtract and simplify and that's just talking to the baseball community in general is put all our minds together to stop adding and adding and adding the game of baseball has been around 150 years there's really not much more to add there really isn't you could say well technology i mean technology is great i love technology and actually i absolutely love it i highly recommend it but i don't recommend it to add in in terms of more and more and more i i would use it in terms of you know, making the game more fun for young players, you know, building in some competitions, making competitions actually easier instead of having to, you know, sit there with a clipboard and keep score of a competition. You can have the technology do it for you and the quantification is much easier instead of having to sit there and chart bullpens. I'd have the technology do it for you, but we need to stop looking to add and add. The game of baseball has been figured out for the most part. 99% of the game has been figured out how to be successful, how to coach a team successfully. It's all going to look a little different when you get out there and you're relating to different players and you're trying to communicate different and different kids with different upbringings and backgrounds and how they hear and perceive what you're saying. But let's not let's not lie to ourselves. It's not that much different. I mean, discipline is good for every young player or every player. You know, being on time, being prepared. The game of baseball, the strategies of baseball. I mean, the shifts have been going on since the 1940. Launch angle has been talked about since 1970. It's on Ted Williams' recorded talking about launch angle i can go on and on weighted balls have been around for 20 years heck nolan ryan was throwing a football 40 years ago now he did it partly because it helped his breaking ball and the spin and kind of you know his release point on that what i'm saying is the strategies you know branch ricky was talking about iso a stat that's used today in sabermetrics he was talking he literally was putting it on chalkboards in the 40s so the game of baseball has been figured out by all the great coaches out there, right? For the most, 99% of it's been figured out. Now it's about let's stop adding. Let's start subtracting and trimming off the fat, especially for the youth level. You pro guys keep doing your thing. Do your thing, all right? That's cool. I love it. I love reading up on that, but let's make sure as youth coaches and youth parents and even high school coaches that we don't get caught up in all this awesome wisdom that's coming from professional players, professional coaches, and college coaches. They have a lot more time and a lot more resources and just flat out more time. And the foundation of the players they're working with is at such a higher level. So we need to start coaching apples to apples, and that is not apples to apples. It might be fruit, but it's more like apples to bananas. It's just a little different. One is from Washington. One is from Brazil. One sits on a boat for two weeks in a freezer. The other one comes fresh on a truck. Anyways, I digress. My point is this. We need to be really upfront about this, and I don't want to be a person to go along to get along just to do that. What I want is the best for the baseball community for all of you. And it's interesting, something that kind of stands out is the baseball community is one of those places that people seem to get paid more or or get more jobs because or get a, a job promotion or they're respected more because they add. They add more to the process. They add more to the training routines. They add more. They add more. It's interesting because it's one of the few areas in which like that's rewarded 
because it really shouldn't be. What should be rewarded is not necessarily, I'm not saying we shouldn't look to add and improve and have some progress, but a lot of progress is not simply just adding, but it's also subtracting and simplifying, all right? I love the part in the movie, The Founder, with Michael Keaton. You know, he's Ray Kroc, he's playing Ray Kroc, and it's the, the story, a lot of you have seen it, about the McDonald brothers. And I love the part when they're looking at the kitchen design. Everything in that kitchen was something that would, that every restaurant pretty much had throughout the country, for the most part. And what they were looking to do was eliminate steps, eliminate, not literally, like eliminate steps and then eliminate steps. Like they were trying to get the kitchen, like, so it was function, like whatever the next step, step in the, in the prep process of the hamburger or the french fry whatever it was like it was right next to the step that came before that and if they could get rid of it if there was a faster way they were looking to subtract so they didn't really add anything to the hamburger prep process or the french fry prep process or the milkshake process but what they did was they streamlined it they simplified it and that's why mcdonald's is mcdonald's i don't eat mcdonald's very much here and there i never eat it when i'm at home i on vacation you know I, i like it Hey, they got some really, I love them chicken McNuggets, sweet and sour. This isn't about McDonald's. My point is not about the food. My point is, and you can say, I don't like McDonald's. Hey, this isn't a nutrition talk. This is about how the process of them improving something instead of adding, they were looking to subtract, right? And we've talked about Steve Jobs, like we said, you know, his biggest thing was, right, what he got rid of at Apple and what they didn't go pursue. And he could go on and on. So in the business world, you get promotions. You become the CEO. You become... You know, you create massively successful businesses by streamlining, by by optimizing, by making things more efficient, by taking out steps, by making it the service faster and more you know user friendly, plug and play. It could go on and on. So in the business world, if you want to make money, you make you take out steps from something that's already existing. Just one or two steps out of something, some process that's already existing. Look at Uber. Look at Lyft. You can go on and on with these examples. Why is baseball the only industry that sits there? And I swear, it seems like, yeah, I hear it here once in a while, but we want to add, 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 and add. Let's focus on getting down to the things that really move the needle. Let's talk about simplifying. So don't get me wrong. The details, I love the details. And I'm very detail-oriented in my own life. But it's because I'm 40 years old and I've ironed out the other 80%, you know, the other t- the 20% that got me 80%. I've ironed that all out. Now I'm looking for that little 1%. But I wouldn't teach a I wouldn't teach my 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 kid to get into the details that I'm getting into. I wouldn't teach somebody who's 15 to look at a workout the way I look at my workout. I wouldn't I wouldn't teach somebody a youth player to look at the game and talk about the game and try to teach them the same way that we keep pushing past or pushing along that the professional coaches and these college coaches that are so smart, they're too smart for their, for, for not for their own good, for the good of the community. And I mean that legitimately, they're too good and too smart for the good of the community. And it's partly it's ego. I mean, it sounds whatever is that's driving this. And I think, like I said, it's partly ego, but it, I think it really stems from also just losing our compass and, and our direction, not our moral compass. But our compass in terms of what's going to move the needle, what's going to help the most, what's going to help the youth baseball community. So keep this in mind. We must first build the foundation at the youth level and even the high school level. We must first build the foundation, the first, second, third, fourth floors before we get to those finishing touches, before we put on the paint, before we put on the aesthetics of the metaphorical house here, before we hang that chandelier. 
before we do all that, before we add all the bells and whistles to the house and the fixtures and the hardware, we must build a foundation, build a foundation, build a foundation. And that's the 20% that's going to bring you 80% of your results, the 10% of things that are going to bring you 90%. And then, and only then, do we want to sit there and focus on the one to two to three extra percent that gets us the cherry on top. Leave that for the pros, leave that for the elite college guys, or if you're a high school guy that's just super advanced, then go right ahead. For the rest of you, which is 80% of the baseball community, which is most everybody listening to this. And even this could be even something, like I said, I know I know the pro guys can move to the 1%, but a lot of them have to back up and get those foundational movements. For the youth community, focus on the 20% of movements, the 20% of drills, the 20% of the focal points, the strategies that are going to drive 80% of your team success, your player success, your child success, double, triple down on the things that are going to produce the 80% of success. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Coach Bo, you've talked a lot about this thought and this paradigm. Why don't you just give us the 20% of things we need to go do? And the problem is, and the reason I'm not getting into that right now, is that most people, most all of us need to have our paradigm adjusted before their actions and our actions can then move forward. And I think you'd all agree with me on that. We got to get make sure our mind is right and then we can move the actions. I'm a big action person, like take action, don't talk about it, don't think, just take action. I'm a huge action person. But the paradigm is the compass. The paradigm is what guides our actions. We don't want to just be willy-nilly with our actions, right? So, like I said, some of you might be like, "Hey coach, why don't you just give it to us?" And I we got to change this. We got to break down this flawed paradigm that is kind of ambiguous throughout the whole game and the whole baseball community. And it's been around at a concentrated level for a long time. And we need to break it down. With that said, again, professional coaches, college coaches, all of you are absolutely smart. I love everything I've learned. Keep bringing it. Keep bringing that. Share it. Just make sure that youth coaches don't get shiny object syndrome don't go chasing the shiny new thing this and that that you saw bryce harper doing i'm not saying you shouldn't copy players professional players and and use strategies from these awesomely successful and smart players and coaches but just you got to be very careful and if you don't have 34 years if you don't have 20 years in the game if you haven't been in the trenches and you don't know what you're looking for you don't know what really is the biggest needle movers because you just haven't studied it enough then you got to be careful Because then you're just taking information and applying it, and that information may not be the information that be you know should be. It could be correct, definitely, but it may not be the information that you need for your particular team because they're not ready for it. Or it's a one percent needle mover. It's a two percent needle mover. It's not something that's going to really just like all of a sudden be like a game changer with your team culture or with the results on the scoreboard or with your offense scoring more runs, your defense preventing more runs, your your pitching staff getting more outs more consistently so it's just something we got to be very careful of so in a nutshell what i'm trying to do here at 8020 baseball and this is something i wanted to come back to after 25 episodes and really make sure that you understand i'm not just putting this podcast together to make another podcast there's a quarter million podcasts out there your time is too important my time is too important i want to make a game changer here and the game changer i believe at the youth community is taking all the wisdom from all the smartest people 
then I'm going to vet it. I'm going to filter it. I'm going to clean up the redundancies. I'm going to prioritize it based off of its direct impact on the scoreboard, on player. I'm going to look for patterns. I'm going to look for commonalities and how those directly impact the scoreboard and the size of the impact on the scoreboard, the size of the impact on the player development skills and the team culture. And then we're going to simplify it. We're going to streamline it. We're going to maximize its efficiency because like I said, our time is so precious. It's finite. And I strongly believe the baseball community needs to put more of an emphasis on that and take all the intelligence that we have and all the wisdom that's out there throughout the baseball community and throughout the baseball world and the coaching community, the youth baseball coaching community. And we need to get away from addition, addition, addition and start talking about optimization, optimization, optimization. All right, we took a big plunge into this, I think, important topic, super useful topic for those coaches, for all of you that want to become the best coach possible. So ponder what we discussed here today. And most importantly, when you get out to the field the next time, put it into action, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones. This has been Coach Bo with 8020 Baseball. Bye for now. This has been the 8020 Baseball Experience. This is a really good team, and so you have to earn everything you have against them and take opportunities when they present themselves. Take it to the field. 